Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, be sure to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. On tonight's episode, we are going to be approaching the end of our Winnipeg Jets draft history review. We have only two more drafts left, and tonight will be number, uh, I guess this would be the, if I can count correctly, I think the eighth draft? Not bad. We've uh, we've gone through all the way back to 2011, and tonight we're going to be focusing on 2018. Before we do that, though, just one quick update about the Jets that is actually Jets-related. Two of them, actually, as it were. The first is that apparently the NHL thinks Winnipeg doesn't have airports, and if the season resumes and everyone goes to one location, Winnipeg would not be it. Which I kind of find surprising because I actually think that Winnipeg's smaller city population and relatively remote uh, locale compared to a lot of other more densely located cities and stuff would have made a lot more sense. But it's Winnipeg and the NHL probably feels like that's not prestigious enough. Even though I've been to Winnipeg and I think it's a great city, I think it'd be perfect for hosting, you know, a couple of a uh, couple of regular season matches and stuff and maybe even a full playoff set, but I'm sure that the league won't do that. Probably because San Jose feels like they're not going to have enough Wi-Fi for, you know, missing the playoffs, right? The other announcement is uh, just a little bit of an update on the Anthony Batetto saga in his esports foray. Batetto actually finished 15th in the Fortnite Twitch Rivals competition, along with his teammates It's Sky, Bala TW, and Brett Pesci. They got really unlucky. I thought I, you know, I'm not a big Fortnite guy or anything, but I felt like they kind of got screwed by both the tournament format and just really dumb luck. The whole thing seemed to be absolute chaos, and then in between matches there was a lot of waiting, so I think it was just kind of like an odd tournament, and I felt like, as far as formats go, they could have done better. But, that said, uh, Tony does have a wonderful chance for redemption this coming Friday, tomorrow, because the NHL is hosting its own charity 32 or 31 team. No, I think it actually is 32 teams, including like a representative for Seattle. They're hosting a 100k charity tournament, and Batetto is, I believe, one of Winnipeg's only representatives. I forget if we're sending one or two players in that team. Just kidding, it actually is too, because I think Kyle Connor is going to be his teammate. So if you want to check that out, abatetto 7 on Twitch will probably be streaming, and I think I'm going to try and check it out if I have time. But it's a super cool thing, and I, I hope uh, I hope our boys for the Jets do us proud. Now, on to our main subject at hand. We are going to start at the bottom of the 2018 draft with 7th round pick at number 215 overall, Austin Wong. Now, Austin is kind of an interesting player for a couple of reasons. Wong is a big kid who comes out of the AJHL, and I I say big in the sense that he's not really like a tall player, but he's very physical. He's a bit on the heavier side, so I think he's got like a fairly stocky build. And this dude is an absolutely punishing force. I mean, he amassed, I think, close to 550 penalty minutes over his entire AJHL career, and that's only three seasons. I think he played under 60 games every season that he played, and he put up pretty decent offensive numbers. Um, his, His career high in the AJHL in 47 games was 62 points. This year, he started playing out for the Harvard University, and Harvard's, of course, got a very good program. That's where Adam Fox came from and quite a few other talented youngsters. Um, I think his numbers this season probably don't look super impressive. 
Uh, Wong is probably not getting a whole lot of ice time for a couple of reasons. I think the biggest challenge for him is his style of game, in a lot of ways, is basically... I think he's kind of like Tom Wilson in a lot of respects. I think that he has a nose for the net, and I think that he's a very hard-nosed, attacking, physical player who's really not afraid to throw around his weight and essentially uses physicality and positioning to muscle guys off and maintain puck control. But I I don't know 100% how that development track is going to work just because I think it takes somebody who recognizes the fact that he has quite a bit of offensive talent and skill and his style actually opens up a lot of space on the ice. Even though he is kind of like a, a grindy enforcer, at least on the face of it, he's also got pretty good hands, and from what I understand, he takes a ton of shots, which is something that you don't often see with guys who are thought to be more physical enforcer fighter types. But Wong is a very multifaceted player, and I feel like if the right coach finds him and starts to develop and round out his tool sets, he might be a really fearsome forward. I don't know where he projects right now because, in a lot of ways, he's a bit of a wild card. He hasn't had a whole lot of, I, I guess, established history as far as prospects go. So his next couple of seasons with Harvard are going to be very interesting to watch and see if if the university program sees what Winnipeg saw in him and ends up capitalizing on his potential. It may not happen, and I think that this first year essentially getting cut short is really a shame. But he is somebody that I would really want to see in a fourth-line role, because if you can basically get like an Antoine Roussel type out of him going forward, you know, melded with some of Tom Wilson's tendencies, maybe without the part where Tom Wilson, like, try to kill people, uh, I I think that would be a fantastic value. And I think Austin Wong has interesting uh, offensive potential that teams have yet to really capitalize on. The guy taken before him is uh, Jared Moe, who is a 20-year-old goalie from Minnesota. And Moe, uh, I mean, he was taken in the sixth round, number 184 overall. And thus far, he seems to be putting up pretty decent numbers. He's rocking a 915 with the University of Minnesota in the Big Ten. And uh, in, in Waterloo, where he was drafted out of the USHL, he's been doing pretty good. I thought that uh, his numbers in the second season were okay, but I don't know if Waterloo's defense was significantly worse than it was in the first season that he played, or maybe his own performance just declined. But it looks like, uh, as far as his Minnesota performance is concerned, things are going pretty well. He's not an exceptionally tall goalie by any stretch of the imagination, but from what I've heard, he seems to be pretty good at, I guess, using his frame to block out as much of the net as possible. He has very good technicals, good edge work, just a really well-rounded goalie prospect. I'm not a goalie expert, and I don't really pretend to be one, just because I feel like that position is very complicated, and a lot of times, techniques that look repeatable and results that you would think would be repeatable actually are, are very volatile, and there's a lot of variance um, in year-to-year samples. There are very few goalies who, I think, stand out immediately, like Mikhail Berdin and, and like Connor Hellebuck during his early years. Um, Mo is probably going to be pretty decent. I don't know if he's eventually going to go pro at some point. He might be like a decent system goalie, maybe a backup down the road, but I, again, don't really want to promise much because I don't know a whole lot about his trajectory, and it's kind of hard to say what he's really going to be. Winnipeg, I will say, has gotten a lot better at scouting goalies in American systems, so I'm going to trust their judgment on this one and hope for the best. In round five, we are starting to push towards the upper picks, and I feel like Declan Chisholm is a very interesting one for the Jets. He's a left-handed defenseman who was drafted out of the Peterborough Peets, where he's still playing right now, and Chisholm is, well, he's kind of a monster. I, I think that, you know, 
Obviously, junior league scoring as a defenseman is occasionally deceptive for certain players, but Chisholm is a beast. As a 20-year-old defenseman, he's been racking up like 69 points in 59 games for Peterborough, and I, I don't know if Peterborough is like a high-end squad this year. They've gone in and out of being decent, but over the past couple of seasons, his point totals have just continued to skyrocket, and I feel like as far as players who have developed very nicely and shown significant growth in their games, Chozomum is one of the most promising prospect Winnipeg has. He's actually a pretty decent-sized D. I think that he has very sharp offensive instincts, decent shot, good passing, good edge work, very well-rounded package. Everyone seems to think that he's just an effective offensive defenseman with some decent upside. I think what stands out about him from what I've seen is that he has like really smooth skating in the offensive zone. He just seems to kind of glide around opponents, but when you watch his stride and his ability to essentially push through gaps and then use both a slight height advantage against some of the younger kids as well as a pretty lengthy stick this dude is really smooth and i feel like he just naturally finds gaps in defensive coverages and his passes are are seemingly always on point i i like guys who can essentially pick out teammates and line mates and really use them to the most of their ability declan's vision just seems to be very smart very good i feel like his positioning especially on offensive counters and rushes is is quite good. I don't know a whole lot about the defensive side of his game, but obviously uh, I think when he provides so much offensive value and transition ability, that for me is one of the most important parts immediately because Winnipeg has guys who are like stay-at-home defensemen, but as far as players who can essentially transition the puck between zones and be strong on it and carry play in, you know, out of the defensive zone and into the offensive zone, Winnipeg doesn't have enough puck-moving defensemen who are actually good at it on a regular basis. Chisholm, though, might be that kind of guy, and he might also be very good at power play, or I guess quarterbacking the power play, which is something that Winnipeg doesn't have many D who can do. You know, he's got smart vision. I think that he has a very good stride and very good lateral skating, which can be important when you're trying to move about the perimeter. And I think that that's going to naturally lend itself to what the Jets need to, to essentially get their 5v4 and 5v3 structure a bit of a jump on the back end. Right now, he's definitely looking like a pretty good second-pairing guy, which Winnipeg has quite a few of these sorts of, you know, second-pairing top-four defensemen in their system, or at least guys with that ceiling or potential. Chisholm, though, you know, his growth has been rapid and, and explosive enough that maybe he has a bit more to offer. There's a few players like that. I feel like Gavanki is up there. Samberg is, of course, up there. Chisholm might be in that category. He might actually be better than a couple of go of those guys, and he certainly has... I think, in my opinion, a ton of upside. You know, not Heinola upside. I think Billy Heinola is probably a special prospect as far as Jets ones go, but Tizom is going to be a good one. Winnipeg also took another defenseman right before Declan, who was actually looking to be pretty decent. And this guy is Giovanni Velotti, same age, around the same height and weight, kind of a similar skill set. Both are offensive defensemen, but Giovanni, I don't think quite has the same, uh, let's just say, repertoire as as Chisholm is built. Um, thus far, Velotti has a little bit of a step back in his Oshawa Generals stay in the past couple of weeks and months. I think his first couple of seasons in Kitchener were great. He had a, a pretty good first season with Oshawa in eighteen nineteen. This season, though, his point totals looked a little bit, I don't know, depressed, and that might just be because maybe this team isn't playing as good as it was last season, and maybe some of the graduates from um, last year's program have moved on and the team has weakened significantly. 
I still think Velotti is going to be pretty good. He seems like a, a top six defenseman at some point. I don't know when. You know, I think Chisholm is probably going to make the Jets sooner than Velotti is, but I would expect Giovanni at some point to, to move on over to the AHL, spend a couple of seasons there, and then eventually make the Jets as like a third-pairing guy. Giovanni is definitely an offensive defenseman, and I think that he has the ability to be another puck-moving you know, offensive attacker who can essentially transition and, and carry the puck through zones and essentially set up Winnipeg's build-up play, which is something that the Jets on the back end right now, again, still don't have. So if you have a couple of guys like Velotti and Chisholm who can not only do that, but also find the net and set up their teammates for nice goals, that's something that I think is a, a certainly a boost to this back end. While they may not be on Heinola or, or let's just say Sami Niku's purely offensive level, they might be very good either way. I think Niku is one of those special kids who just hasn't really hit that next level for the Jets yet, but he's somebody with the t- with time that I think if you paired up with somebody like Velotti or, you know, Gavanki or any of these other guys who have similar skill sets but maybe more well-rounded defensive games, you could get a lot of value out of these kinds of players. My thought is you really want a lot of defense and team defense coming out of your offense and puck control, which is something the Jets traditionally haven't really applied since the 17-18 season. That was like the only year where they dominated puck possession and kept their their whole offensive structure in the other end of the ice. Recently, they've tried to sit deeper and counter a lot, which is not really effective. But if they have guys like these young, smooth skating, not really small, but decently sized guys who are, are not big and, and oafish on the ice, I feel like that's great because you want guys who are strong on the puck but who also have good offensive instincts and can kind of use their size to their advantage. Giovanni and Declan both seem like pretty good prospects. I I think, of course, Chisholm for me right now definitely has the edge because of the kinds of numbers that he's putting up. But I am keeping a close eye on Giovanni to see if he ends up kind of rebounding and and reclaiming his, well, pretty decent status as as a top six prospect. We're rounding into the last couple of prospects from this first, uh, I guess, couple of rounds from the 2018 draft, and I think this pick is probably one of the most unusual for the Jets, in part because this is a guy who, unless you were really deeply scouting the USHL, you probably weren't paying paying a whole lot of attention to, and maybe weren't thinking much about, because I think at this point he would be considered an overager. But this guy is the right-handed centerman Nathan Smith. Now, Nate Smith has a really intriguing backstory. He essentially didn't start playing ice hockey until I think they said age 11. And the way that he came up was that he used to play like roller hockey or something. And then Tampa Bay held some sort of development camp for young kids. And Smith was one of their graduates. Nathan is somebody that everyone says is a phenomenally smooth skater and has like an explosive first step with an ability to create a lot of offense out of essentially minimal setup, which is, I think, a very intriguing prospect. The 21-year-old is right now with the uh, Minnesota State University of Mankato, which is where I think um, Cease came from. So his first season there has been pretty decent. Again, he is 21 years old, and I think that at his age, you're probably expected to produce a decent number of points, and thus far, his offensive contributions have looked very solid. 27 points in 35 games, not a bad first season, especially considering this dude really wasn't playing ice hockey until like the last decade or so. Smith is one of those guys that the Jets drafted at in, you know, number 91 overall in the third round, and a lot of people kind of felt like they were overdrafting him, but here's the thing about the Jets and their American scouts. 
I, I almost have no real questions about their ability to evaluate talent in the American systems because the Jets just continually hit it out of the park with these picks. I think Smith is one of those guys who, you know, by if you're going mostly by eye test, he is somebody who has the technique and form to be an elegant goal scorer and offensive force at the NHL level. Now, I think the biggest challenge for him is whether or not all of the tool sets that he possesses end up matching up to what he wants to do at the pro level of hockey. I think that his first season with Mankato has actually been fairly encouraging for a guy who really, again, hasn't been through all that many ice hockey development programs until the past several years. Winnipeg kind of went a little bit early in and took a a real home run swing on this kid, who I think has a very interesting story, aside from just, uh, obviously I want all all of our prospects to do well, but I'm especially curious to know what happens with Nathan. He's got a really cool development trajectory that you almost never see as far as NHL prospects are concerned. The closest I could even think of as a comparison might be Jeff Skinner, in a way. I think Skinner had sort of an unusual track as, as I think he was like a former like um, figure skating prospect of some sort, and he really was very much a gifted skater at a young age, which is kind of why he has certain techniques and things that he can do in the NHL that other skaters really haven't been able to match. When you see him kind of land some of these little pirouettes and different lateral jumps and hops, a lot of other NHL skaters couldn't do that, but because Skinner practiced as the figure skater before he ended up moving up to the, you know, professional hockey and hockey development, that allows him to pull off certain moves and and net front drives that other guys really haven't been able to perfect. Obviously, that's a pretty extreme example when you're talking in comparison to somebody like Nathan Smith, but I'm very intrigued to see what happens with Nate. I think that he's one of the most fascinating prospects the Jets have, not because like he displays the world's most you know, unbelievable offensive IQ or anything, but I think that he has such an atypical trajectory, especially to the pro hockey scene, that I, I'm really rooting for him to make it and defy the odds, because a guy starting at age 11 transitioning to ice hockey, I feel like you're kind of really late to the game as far as that's concerned. One guy I'm a lot less concerned about making the NHL is Winnipeg's first pick of this draft. He was taken in the second round at number 60 overall, and he looks like a a really good steal. This guy is David Gustafson, and you've probably already heard of his name because Gustafson is one of the most hyped prospects in the Winnipeg Jets system. Gus the Bus is a big dude. He is a very really capable pro-level center already at age 20. And I feel like the way that he thinks about the ice and how he approaches everything that he does is at such a high level compared to kids his age. He already had a very mature game when he was playing with Jankoping in the uh, Swedish Ice Hockey League, where he was very good. His offensive numbers won't jump off, the, the I, I guess, the charts at people, but I think the way that he actually had such a mature two-way defensive game and his ability to still create offense out of that, especially in fourth-line minutes, really says a lot about his skill set. This dude is is a phenomenally mature player, and he doesn't really have a whole lot of high-end offensive instincts. He doesn't have like a really high-end skating ability, but he's really well-rounded, and he might actually be a really dominant two-way center who can play in your top six and create a lot of offense through really smart distribution, good positioning, great vision, and an underrated offensive ability. I think the more that he's allowed to express himself at this level of hockey, where he's already had seven points in 13 games for the Manitoba Moose, 
I think that there's something special with him, and I don't know what his ceiling is. I think that he could be. Somebody said um, one guy thought he might be like Amiko Koivu down the road, which if that's what he becomes for the Jets, that's like a stellar home run grand slam of a pick. You don't really get much better than that. I think that, you know, he, he did spend like 20 games with the Jets this season, and his numbers were pretty terrible, but I'm not surprised. There's a bit of an adjustment coming into North American ice, and I also feel like his line mates really weren't able to make the most of it, and I feel like he was just a little bit over his head, which, again, he's 20 years old coming over from Sweden. The quality of competition jump is significant, and I feel like, you know, Gustafsson has plenty of time to develop, and I think that he's going to be special. I'm not worried. I think that he's got... You know, all of the traits of a, a really high-end professional who can make a difference at this level of hockey, and I think he's going to be a stud for the Jets down the road. Overall, 2018, fantastic draft year, and I'm going to have to give this one something of like an, I guess like an A, or like an A- minus at worst. So, really good draft, I'm very happy with it, and I think everyone's going to enjoy the benefits down the road. Thanks so much for listening, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Be sure to drop a like or follow on whatever platform you're on, and before you log off, be sure to check out our Locked On NHL National Podcast, hosted by Sarah Evampato. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!